you guys? Welcome to Ratchet Dojo Radio. I am your host, Ro The Show. In this podcast, we're going to take you down, pass your guard, and then steal your girl. Thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, welcome to Ratchet Dojo Radio. If this is your first time listening and you were wondering what this podcast is about, this podcast is all about jujitsu and everything that revolves around it. Before I introduce to you our guests, I have to do some housekeeping. So first, if you like this podcast and you're getting something out of it, please tell one of your BJJ friends about it. And please hit that subscribe button. We drop new content every Monday and Wednesday, and you do not want to miss them. Mondays, we have our Ratchet Roundtable, and we talk about our experiences moving up the ranks. We offer you advice that may help you in your pursuit of black belt. Wednesdays, we talk to our Ratchet experts that are also jujitsu practitioners and offer you advice in their chosen field of work. So you don't want to miss these. Second, and this is how we pay the bills. Please go to ratchetdojo.com and support the cause by purchasing one of our limited edition t-shirts for only $35. Welcome to Ratchet Dojo and remember, everyone can get a little ratchet. Imagine being able to travel the world training jujitsu without the fear of jujitsu politics. This man that I am about to introduce to you has created just that. With over 750 plus affiliate academies worldwide, Ladies and gentlemen, the founder of BJJ Globetrotters, Mr. Christian Brugart. What's up, Christian? That was a very, uh, that was a very, very impressive intro. I hope I can live up to it. <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> uh, so, Christian, song and everything. Yeah, you know, I like that song because it's like um, time to pretend. So, I feel like your company represents that, you know, because. Right. There was a time in my life as a brown belt, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go travel the world and just train jujitsu. <laughs> so, I, you know, time to pretend. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, Christian, where are you in the world at this moment? I am at the BJJ Club Charter's headquarters office, which is my hallway um, uh, in, uh, in St. Bart, in the Caribbean. It's not very fancy at all. It's just a hallway with shoes and... <laughs> Like some old trash. How's the weather over there? Uh, it's the same year round. It's like warm. Oh, jeez! It's like it's it, always nice. Uh, today it hit ninety degrees in New York City. So fortunately, it's not mm-hmm. humid. But uh, yeah, so we're, we are. You know, got, we finally hit summer here. I gotta, I gotta look up what this is because you want American degrees. Eighty, it's like eighty-six degrees here year round. So yeah, it's about that. Right. That um. Yeah, about the same. It's as about the same, you know. I, I think but, that St. Bart's, you guys don't get it, the humidity. You get that dry heat. No, right? that's, that's yeah, that's the best part about here because the island is so small and it's literally just a rock. There's no like, there's no jungle or no lakes or anything, so there's pretty much no humidity. So even if it's warm year round, it's it's actually really comfortable. Cool. So Christian, you are living the jujitsu dream, in my opinion. But until the pandemic hit, right? <laughs> <laughs> until the pandemic hit, just like everyone else. But you I used you, to live the dream. What? I used to live the dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be continued. <laughs> to be continued. That's right. <laughs> 
So just to find out a little bit about you, can you tell us where you're from, how you got started in the world of martial arts? Right. Um, I am, I'm 40 soon. I'm like 38 or 39. You're a baby. Wait, what year, what year is it? I'm I'm 38. I'm 38. I'm originally from uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. Uh, and I've lived in Sempart in the French Caribbean for almost uh, four years soon. Um, yeah, I just like back when I started jujitsu, I, uh, we didn't know there was anything called jujitsu. We didn't even know about MMA really. It was just like pretend Kung Fu, uh, grappling, self-defense kind of thing. And, uh, we heard about, there was some, uh, I mean, we were just headlocking each other, um, with zero skills. And we heard there is someone out there in the world who knew something about grappling, maybe in Brazil or something, you know, there was, there was like, I was young and, um, so we got some VHS tapes off the tapes off the internet. I uh, got some old uh, Chris Howder t-shirt jokes and like weird stuff he did back then. And then I started traveling a lot just to learn jujitsu because there was no one in the country. And so my entire jujitsu career has pretty much been based off just traveling and competing and going to seminars and kind of seeking out information as much as possible. And um, that's kind of been the thin red line and everything I've done in jujitsu ever since for close to 20 years. Wow. That's pretty cool. And who did you receive your black belt from? Um, a, a Brazilian guy who eventually, um, who, who lived in, uh, who lived in, he still lives in Sweden right now. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's a few people moving, like, uh, moving to Denmark and Sweden, like Scandinavian countries who are like black belts. And, um, eventually, um, in the community, we just kind of got to know each other and this guy Robson was, was, uh, was often coming to, uh, to my gym in Copenhagen and, uh, yeah, so he, Help me out with that eventually. Gotcha. And then, so what, what is up with this BJJ Globetrotters? Because I have seen it, you know, during competitions, during Facebook, social media, etc. cetera. Uh, and it seems mm-hmm. like a great idea. And, you know, I spoke to Nelson Puentes, uh, the owner and founder of Inverted Gear. And mm-hmm. he mentioned a little bit about his affiliation with your you know, organization. Right. Well, it was pretty, it was pretty, it's just like, I did this uh, this around the world trip uh, almost ten years ago. It was twenty eleven, and when I came back home, uh, I had this blog called the BJJ Globetrotter because I was traveling around the world for uh, five months quite intensely. And um, and um, when we when I came back home, we were still we had, we were a very competitive uh, academy where I was that where I was teaching and. Um, and we're going to the Europeans in Portugal, as we did every year. And we, we just try to sign up my academy with the IPJJF. And there's already another academy in the U.S. with the same name, which is CSA. Uh, so we had to come up with a name. And, and someone suggested, let's call it BJJ Globetrotters, because I like literally just came back from that trip. And uh, cool. And we, we managed to register that with the IPJJF. And um, and we're like 15 people going or something. And they said, hey, we should have like a T-shirt or something for our new team. you know? <laughs> and uh, that's when I, I drew this... Uh, I drew the, this uh, this patch with the bus and the sunset and the very kind of travel ish uh, logo. You drew that, and uh, yeah, well, I, I just I just drew like the kind of the sketch for it, you okay, know, like a draft. And I was like, one damn, of, that's one pretty my, good. <laughs> no, no, one of my friends was actually a graphical designer. He kind of you know actually designed it, and um, yeah, so I made these patches and I printed a few of them for just for the for my my composition team to go there and I, I think I posted that somewhere. I don't even know if, if Facebook was a thing back then. And I posted somewhere and other people were like, hey, I want to pass this. So cool. Can you make a few extras? And like, sure. And then there was a bunch of people starting saying like, hey, I also want to go to the Europeans, but I can't register because 
blah, blah, it's complicated, IBJJF. Um, so I was like, sure, just sign up under Globetrotters because, you know, I, I don't care, you know, <laughs> it makes literally no difference. Uh, and we had like uh, maybe 25 people, something from all over then, because there was a lot of people I knew from my trip. I went to 56 academies in five months uh, around the world. And um, I, I met so many people, it's insane. I, and and uh, I added like 4,500 people on my Facebook on that, that trip alone. Also, Facebook did exist back then, of course. Maybe I should do that since I'm up to 14 likes on my <laughs> Facebook page. <laughs> you just need to you have five months with nothing to do. Um, and um, yeah, so a lot of them were like, hey, I also want to compete. Can I, can I join in? It's like, sure. Uh, and that's when I, I kind of like thought, hey, maybe we should turn this into a thing. You know, like I started sending out some patches just for the fun of it. And that's when I thought, hey, maybe we could do something different, you know, because there are so many teams and affiliations and I always kind of dis- disliked the, the kind of tribalism of tribalism of jujitsu. I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, it's just not for me. You know, I, I'm more like trying to be friends with everyone. So, um, so I thought maybe it was, this was an opportunity to, to kind of do something a little bit different and kind of like to, you know, poke a little to, to the common perceptions of how things are done. You know, I, I, I have a bad habit of doing that. And I, and immediately I thought, okay, if, if people start to sign up under my team, you know, I, I definitely, through some experiences on that trip and, and in general in jiu-jitsu, I, I, I definitely, I was very like aware of not putting myself on a pedestal and to become like, you know, you know, kind of a leader of an organization in any sort with the, that people would kind of, look up to in a weird way, you know? <clears throat> so that's, that's why from the, from the beginning I thought, okay, I need to kind of set some ground rules for this, this thing. If, if it's to become like an affiliation or a quote unquote team, um, just to kind of make sure it doesn't evolve into something I didn't want it to be. So, um, so that's, I, I wrote this kind of, I don't know if it's like a, I don't know, what do you call it? Like ground rules or something, you know, the common set of values for club charters and, yeah, core, and values. core values kind of thing. And, I thought, okay, if, if I write that now and I can never change it, you know, in, in case I, 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 I want to, if, if I become evil, you know, I'm going to have to do something else. It cannot be Globetrotters. So, so, uh, that was good. I kind of just set the, set the direction from the beginning to make sure it didn't turn into something I, I wouldn't like, you know? Um, and I think that kind of worked out and it's pretty simple. It's just like, there's no affiliation fees. I don't want it to turn it into a business where I kind of, people pay me to, be uh you know under me or something like that I, I i didn't want that and i don't want and there's no patches on the geese required so i don't want it to feel like you know some kind of semi-cult where everybody has to look the same you know? and and especially encourage tr- training with anyone regardless of where they train or who they are and and uh, just a, a bunch of like a, what i would say like common common sense things you know to, just to make sure that people will be nice so, and it'll attract the right people as well. So, so that kind of worked out, you know, that's, the snowball just started rolling. And, and, uh, one of the things we, we did was like, uh, we would affiliate academies, quote unquote, which is like an, an affiliation is what you make of it anyway, you know? And the only rule really is that they would follow these, these kind of, these kind of rules that would be, they could not tell people you cannot train anywhere else. They have to, you know, keep their doors open. And one of the things we did was like, you you must, if there's a traveler coming by, you must give them a week of free training at your place. And um, yeah, we actually, if, um, depending on how you define a jiu-jitsu affiliation, I, we're the biggest in the world with more than, I think today the count was 780 or something. By far the biggest in the world. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's unheard of, I guess, because 
like you said, everyone can participate as long as they follow the ground rules. Right. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's very straightforward, you know, and it's not for everyone, you know, and, and I, I'm totally aware of that. And uh, some people think it's silly or whatever, but for me, it's also important to kind of set the, set the vibe and the tone from the beginning to make sure I attract the right people in, in my life, so to say. And so what type of people do you attract? Oh, it's hard to say because it's like a hundred thousand people involved. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there are some like commonalities but, that you you've noticed with some people that, you know, you do attract in your, uh, I guess, organization, free thinkers. I think that would be very hard for me to generalize so many people, to be honest. You know, I, w- I would hope, I guess, to attract cool people. You know, mostly <laughs> I, I just met, like, I, I just made a million friends out of this, which was pretty much like the purpose of it for me anyway, is just to kind of an engine to, like a vehicle to meet people uh, that I would like, you know. But to say they're all cool or like they all have, have good jokes or something like that, that would be quite the generalization. But I really enjoy like the, the community and the people I kind of run into. It's 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 kind of strange to have a, a socially overwhelming life. That's kind of really weird. Like I have so many people I, I would I consider friends. You know? mm. So can we go back to what you said? You did 56 countries or 56 academies <laughs> in five months. Right. Is that correct? Yeah. And where where were those academies located mostly? Oh my God, I'm gonna have to look up bjjglobetrotter.com. It's been a while, yeah. Okay. Uh, BJ, BJ it's an itinerary. Uh, I just started in Copenhagen and I just went east. That's pretty much it. And I tried to travel as as fast and hard as possible. That became kind of my, my mission, like try to get in and out as quick as I could because I, I, I figured that, I found out that that really... Um, for me, at least, that meant if I would just drop in somewhere, like land with a plane, just run to the gym, meet some people who usually like would would, would know me because they've been following my my blog, and I told them I would come by and um, and I would roll with people like super tired, like just uh, I rolled super uh, many hours on that trip, and um, and then usually would like go out or something, uh, go out to eat or go out at night, and and I'll stay there one more day for sightseeing, and then I'm out. You know? And I, I found out what happened with that was actually that I don't have a single memory of being bored anywhere. You know, I, I think if I would spend a week somewhere, I would start to like, it would start to slow down a little bit. You know, there'd be mm-hmm. some kind of rhythm or something, but there was nothing. It was just like every single place was super, super like cutscene, 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 you know, like really quick. Uh, and that was, um, that was pretty cool. Huh? It is cool and, and because, I, just, I, I mean, I'm, I'm from New York. The only thing that we can do is probably just jump on a subway to go, you know, uh, Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> but, you know, you did 56 academies. Uh, I don't even know how many academies there are in New York City, but um, right. that's quite impressive. And I don't know if, you know, they would, as you would say, be open for someone from a different uh, organization or what's the word, um, affiliation, you know, to go to a different affiliation, you know, it's, you would be called a creanche. <laughs> it's kind of stupid, <laughs> isn't it? Imagine that if that existed in the restaurant business. You know? What do you, what do you mean you eat food from another place? Okay. So let's talk about that a little bit because I, I find that fascinating because in essence, I am kind of a creanche myself because I, I was training. I started out in a, under an Enzo Gracie affiliate and I tried to sign up um, in Enzo Gracie Academy in New York City and three times. And every time there was something that prevented me from jo- participating or joining, 
uh, whether it was a promotion or an in-house event. And I went to Marcelo's and I've been there ever since. So you can call it, you know, uh, d- divine intervention or whatever, but that's what happened to me. So, mm. so, so Crianche. <laughs> so I'm a Crianche. I love, I love, how, I love how you even have, have a little Brazilian accent on that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you, I don't even know how to pronounce it actually in, in Portuguese. I have no idea. <laughs> you know what? In the beginning, I was very like anti-politics with Globetrotters. You know, I was very like, oh, we got to be against politics and fight it and all that stuff. But at some point, like pretty early on, I just kind of realized that, you know, being anti-political is by definition being political. And the more you talk about, it, you don't want to be part of it, the more you end up talking about it. And, and there was just a point of like, wait, 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 this was actually not the purpose. You know, I was trying to get away from all that shit, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Even, even stories like that, like someone would sit down and be, Hey, you gotta hear this story, man. And they'll talk for like 45 minutes about how they try to go train somewhere. And this guy said he couldn't, but then he did, but then someone was friends, but they were not friends. It's like, what? <laughs> TV drama, you know, and uh, so I just at some point like I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. I don't even, you know, I don't even want to waste like a second of my life on it. And and once you kind of, once you kind of just refuse that, uh, refuse that it's real, then it's not real. You know, then it doesn't exist anymore. It's like tomorrow we all agree that money doesn't exist, and it's worthless. You can burn it, and nothing will happen, right? So well, I just that's, that's quite a few years ago that I kind of just yeah I was just going to say that's very that metaphysical like, very metaphysical and I don't think right. we're there yet <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know but but I I just stopped talking about it you know and if people start talking about these things like uh, politics and teams and how this guy behaved and then he said that and then I did that and that's like I'm just like uh, you know I don't even want to talk about it let's talk about something more fun you know this, this, it's just a waste of life you know it's like. Just whoever wants to hang out with you, they're your friends, I guess. If they don't want to hang out with you, then, you know. Yeah, I mean, I have, a, I have a saying, you know, which is like, you know, you get in where you fit in, right? You know, you're not going to get in yeah. everybody in, in, in the academy. So you get in where you fit in. It, it's kind of like a new Yeah, and whoever, whoever sticks around are, are your, your training partners, you know, and some people leave and some people will stay. And I just, what is this? But if you, if you start thinking too much about it, it can be all consuming. You know? So... There was, there was a point where I just started, I'm just not going to, this, this should not exist in my life anymore. So I ignore it and it's kind of, I don't ever think about it. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, no, no I, yeah, I recommend that. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, compl- <laughs> you're obviously in a completely different uh, level of thinking uh, around it, you know, because. Yeah, so you know. I just, if, if you call not thinking about it a different <laughs> level, then that's not thinking, not talking about it. It doesn't exist in my world. So that's right, right. kind of nice. You no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, like and like, sometimes people come and start and start like, hey, hey, you know, and kind of give me a little lead. You want to talk about this? I'm like, oh. if there's a group talking about it, I walk away. If someone starts talking with me about it, I just said stop. I don't. Let's talk about something else. Well, a waste of life. Well, We're I, just grown ups who like to grapple. Oh, that's it. There's nothing more to it. Well, this is the ratchet dojo, so we live off the drama. <laughs> right. We like we like to hear people's ratchet stories about <laughs> about that. All right. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't have any drama. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's cool. So, yeah. So I'm kind of fascinated by your lifestyle. So, so like I was saying earlier, you know, when I was a purple belt, I had this grandiose dream that I wanted to be able to, as as a brown belt, I wanted to travel the world and et cetera. And, you know, go train jujitsu here and there, but I never, Mm. I never went through with it because circumstances and whatever, but it's, it's, it's quite fascinating. So can you tell us a little bit about your lifestyle when there is no sure pandemic, you. when there's no pandemic going on? 
Oh, you mean what I do in normal life? Or what? Yeah, like when you, how do you, how do you travel? How does this whole thing work? Well, well, back then, you know, I just, I just, I was just backpacking, you know, like try to own nothing, try to spend the money, save up, and you know, live a simple life, and then it's very possible to just travel for a long, long time. And many, many people do that. It's completely mm-hmm. normal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a matter of the, of the, this, of the kind of choices you make in life. Right? Nope. Nobody puts put you in. That's of course a little bit hard to say, but I mean, you, you, it's it's a big ship, right? And you got to turn it in the right direction, but it turns very slowly, right? So, so if if that's something people want to do, like then then you got to work for it and prepare for it a long, long time. You know, if if you want to live a simple life and just kind of live off noodles and and in a backpack, you know, that's it's totally possible. Many many people do that, mm-hmm. and and. And and now it's it works a little bit different for me because I kind of turned it into, you know, the globetrotters camps are kind of what what makes me travel now because I I do them so much that I don't have time to travel anywhere else mm. pretty much. And the globetrotters camps are pretty much just me, as I used to say, the camps are just just me uh, coming up with my dream holidays, whatever I could imagine doing. What would I do the most that I find the most fun? Where where I want to go. And then I see if I can put some maps there and see if someone else wants to join me. And that's pretty much the, the, what it is. There's really nothing more to it. And then luckily there's like, uh, at this point, uh, not at this point, if you know what I mean, but, uh, imagine no pandemic, then there's usually around 1500 people a year who wants to crash my holiday. So that's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. I just, I just, I just spend a lot of time. I'm just full time organizing my own holidays and hoping that people want to join them. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then do people, and they usually involve, and do people pay for, pay for that? Yeah. 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 So it's like a full camp experience. They're very different. You know, sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's four or five days and mm-hmm. then we go somewhere cool and there's uh, anything from, from five to 35 instructors teaching nonstop all day. And, and, and that's it. It's pretty fun. Yeah. No, it, it sounds we like all fun. kinds of weird places. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, we're, we're, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing you as if like I am interested because I actually am interested. <laughs> right. So, um, can you just walk kind of like a salesperson over the phone? <laughs> like, can you walk? Oh, I hate walk? selling. <laughs> well, you don't, I don't sell anything. I, I know you don't, but if you, if you could just walk me through like, you know, so who sets up the the hotels? Is that is that you or is that us or? It depends on the camp. So some camps, it's like accommodation is is part of it, mm-hmm. and some camps, they it's just it's just a training kind of camp part, and okay. then people find their own accommodation. Uh, so we got these, for instance, we got these really big camps like in in Germany and uh, where it's, uh, and um, Estonia and places where it's like 200, 300 people in Iceland. Wow. And um, so people just book for the camp and then there's like a full week of training, eight morning till 10 evening and, and uh, parties and events and dinners and all kinds of, every anything fun we can come up with really, we'll do that. Um, and then people will stay wherever they want to stay. And some people stay in anything from tents to like five-star hotels, whatever, whatever they feel like. Okay, some people yeah. bring their families and do sightseeing half the day. Some people just come and never leave the mat. Some people just come for the party to see their friends and, and just anything and anything in between, all the extremes. And then some of the camps are kind of everything included. Let's say we got one in Poland. There's a, there's a, don't ask, there's a Japanese village in the middle of the forest in Poland where we stay for five days. And it's like a super, super, uh, high um, class like Japanese style 
um, and little houses and a crazy dojo with like the biggest mat space I've ever seen in the world overlooking a national park and there's like we got saunas and, and uh, bonfires and then people stay in these little houses and there's classes all day and workshops and a lot going on that's in the middle of the forest in Poland and, and then we have smaller things like uh, we rent castles in Italy and Portugal where people just 20 people stay in a castle and we, we have mats in an old church and stuff where we roll and eat and, and so there's like everything in between I do a few here in St. Bart's and where I live and, and that's also like we have some, some kind of accommodation that they use for, for, for visiting sports teams and then we have a full week of surfing in the morning jiu-jitsu all day beach trips uh, hiking boat trips and restaurants and Everything we can come up with that'll be fun, you know, on a holiday, we'll do that. So, so it's pretty much any, I try to make them as different as possible because I really like, I, I think like a real, a key to traveling, you know, having good travel experience is the contrast. Like the definition of traveling is contrast anyway, or just contrast from your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I try to make the, the experiences as different as possible. Also, so I don't ever get bored of doing it. Um, if I did like 10 surf camps a year, I would be so fucking bored, you know. So that's pretty much it. No, and then then we have a, a ton of people coming, a lot of instructors. Some of some of the camps, like the really small ones, like the castles, it's just me teaching because there's only room for twenty people, so I can't really bring in instructors. And then we got like the medium sized with like maybe ten instructors or something. And then really big camps are up to thirty, thirty five instructors, and just running like two or three maps all day long with classes and open maps and the. And uh, yeah, some people, as I say, some people come for the party, some people come for the training, but whatever, whatever they want to do is just like a big kind of very big group, just kind of meeting up in weird places around the world. And for most part, most of them are just training a lot. Uh, and then all the other fun stuff on the side, if they want it. Where do I sign so up? That's pretty much it. <laughs> BJKGlobeTravis.com. <laughs> you, you might want to... You might want to wait until. No, actually, we um, we had some camps in this in this spring that we had to postpone uh, yeah. for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but the first camp that looks like it's going to go through is in, is in Iceland next month, and um, because Iceland is opening their borders and they're training and they have no cases um, for like a month almost or something. Um, so we're going to go so over there and uh, increase the <laughs> the numbers for them. No, they, they they do testing in the airport and they have like really strict kind of okay. all kind of, um, yeah. So you have to test in the airport, you have to wait for the result, you have to install this tracker app and all this stuff. And um, yeah, that's going to be great. We, I, I can't wait to, it's, I love Iceland, it's amazing. We do like, um, we rent buses and do like uh, sightseeing tours and we have, uh, we have workshops in Glima, Icelandic traditional wrestling. Um, and then we do have uh, an outdoor competition with uh, fire pits and uh, Viking strongmen wrestling the tourists <laughs> <laughs> in traditional Icelandic wrestling. Does anybody get thrown? <laughs> so we, we, yeah, we, we got we call in these uh, these uh, strongman competitors from Iceland, which is like a, a, a big in there, and they they come and uh, and they set a team against all the campers, all the the little scrawny tourists oh, <laughs> and then and then we then we bring out a big speaker in like this big viking temple area and then we play uh the uh, kumite the soundtrack from bloodsport and then we, <laughs> and then we fight <laughs> then we fight for and the winner and the winners get to live forever in valhalla so that's one of the things we do there's pretty fun we also have a drinking horn competition and stuff so damn it's kind of fun no it's no. a good week it's just a, 
a holiday with a lot of jujitsu, you know, and all your friends. That's pretty much it. I, I think we it's did brilliant. Last year. Yeah. I think it's brilliant because, you know, whenever some of my friends travel, they always like ask for recommendations for an academy that can host them as far as jujitsu is concerned. Mm-hmm. So it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we also we do have on our website bgtclubtourist.com. There's also a list of all the academies that are affiliated. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least, I mean, of course, there are more that are travel friendly, but these are definitely travel friendly. So, got it. I mean, that would be that could be a place to start. And last year we did. Um, we had a guy follow us behind the scenes for the camps for one full year, and then um, we filmed a documentary about the whole thing about all the camps and the. And that is supposed to have premiere in two months at the biggest camp of the year, summer camp in Germany. So um, hopefully that will go through. That's awesome. You can you can see the trailer on uh, thegentleartoftravel.com. Yeah. So uh, can I ask you about the instructors as far as, mm-hmm. you know, how you select them? Because it sounds like it's it's kind of like a seminar, right? Yeah, yeah. So they, there's a bunch of instructors and they teach like one or two hours each of during the week and um yeah and that's pretty much it some of them are doing some workshops on the side as well like you know like uh off the mat workshops and stuff and but they're all just people who have been part of the camps for a long time and then eventually like hey what did you teach a class you know that's how it works i don't take in celebrities and stuff no okay got it i'm asking because i'm i'm interested <laughs> yeah just come join the camps <laughs> it's pretty simple um I mean, if people, you know, if people want to go just because they want to teach, then they're not invited, mm-hmm. you know, then they won't come. No? Yeah. If every, everyone who's teaching is like, if they are not teaching, they were still, they will still show up. I'm hundred percent sure. You know? mm. uh, because they were going to go anyway. So that's how it works. We, it's not, we don't do like celebrity seminars. Yeah. It's not like a bunch of campers and instructors traveling. It's, 300 friends and some of them happen to have been doing jujitsu for longer. So they're teaching the classes. Got it. I have, I have really no interest in, in hiring people for their names or, or something. Uh, I mean, we do have a lot of like, uh, of course the highly accomplished uh, instructors and, and competitors who teach uh, at the camps, but, but that's not why they're selected ever. You know, they just kind of, they hang out long enough. So they're, they're like, if, if they're on the match long enough, then eventually they'll just like, Hey, you should teach a class at some point. Um, so that's how it pretty much works with every single instructor. That's awesome. So, so there's no application form if you're famous <laughs> enough or have enough Instagram followers or something. <laughs> Man, you, <laughs> you created like something amazing. And, and because of that, you know, it's, it's kind of grown to this size, you know, kind of like, that's kind of like my hope for Ratchet Dojo. Cause it's like, I don't, I don't really care for, like you said, the, the big names, um, as far as like being guests and stuff, like I'm more interested in people's lives, you know, that, that are, are in jujitsu that can help each other out. Are you saying I'm not a celebrity or what? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're definitely a celebrity, you know? I mean, I, 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 I've only heard of BJJ Globetrotters. It's, it's massive. It's like, um, so I want to just ask you a little bit because I, I did, I don't know if, like, I'm not a hundred percent on this, but I did read somewhere that IBJJF was giving you guys shit. Oh yeah, that's right. This was just before the pandemic. So it's kind of been, it's been so irrelevant ever since I almost forgot it. <laughs> this is going uh, with your like philosophy of life. Yeah. Just don't talk about it. Don't think about it. <laughs> It'll go away. Yeah, and, yeah. and the oh, universe kind of like listen to you. <laughs> 
the pandemic. I mean, right right now, it's not really important. You know what? I got it. IBJJF, what, what their opinion is on membership cards. So I was right. like, come on. <laughs> but 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 yeah. But but now you now you 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 know how it all started, and the snowball just kind of kept rolling, and more academies were, and people were started to get involved, and we did more camps, and and people said, hey, like, can I affiliate with Globetrotters? So I was like. Yeah, sure, but you know, I don't want it to be kind of like I don't want it to be one of those things where you have to invite me like twice a year and take me out, you know, take me out for dinner all the time and like right. introduce me to your sister, hoping that I'll give you a, a new stripe on your blue belt. I would hate that, you know. I like, I think I think the only way to to get you know to build, I, I don't think you can build honest relationship with people if one part really wants something from from the other part. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I think you, you'll see that in jujitsu a lot because people often, very often want something really bad from, from, from their instructor or something, right? Which is the social recognition of belt promotions very often. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I just decided I don't want to build relationships like that. I, I don't want my friendships to be that. I don't want the camps to be people showing up because they hope they get promoted. And, you know, I mean, there's a reason why a lot of people break up after black belt because then they're like, okay, I don't want, I don't need anything from that much from you anymore. Okay. Except for black belt. And I will just invent black belt degree. So you have to hang around, stick around still, but still, um, so uh, I don't promote anyone at the camps. Mm-hmm. I, I don't promote anyone really in just my own students because I kind of have to, but I stay far away from that. It's not that kind of affiliation where I, I, where people kind of come and, uh, you know, my, as I, as I usually say, my, my worst nightmare is that I show up to the camps and there's like constantly 20 guys trying to buy me lunch all the time. That would be horrible. <laughs> I, I, I just want to build like real relationships with people, not based on them wanting something from me. So, um, yeah, what was the question? Sorry, I got a sidetrack there. No, you're right on. You're right on point. But you know, it's not conditional. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and uh, and I think that's healthy. You know, and I feel it's really nice also for me to know that the the friendships are based on they just want to they they they're there because it's fun. You know, that's, that's right. pretty much it. We just do cool. We just do cool things together. And I mean, what what else would a would a social relationship be if it's if that was not the the purpose of it. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just want to shift gears a little bit because, uh, you know, I, I, I've heard a lot about your story and, uh, and as far as, Oh wait, just because, uh, sorry, just because of the IBJJF stuff, that's what I came on the sidetrack. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, so just, you forgot just really about it already. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> I totally forgot about it. No? <laughs> yeah. So just really quick, you know, we, we just like from the very beginning, it's like, yeah, sure. Just compete on the Globetrotters. Why not? And then it kind of turned into an affiliation. That's not really an affiliation, but it is, you know, mm-hmm. because what is an affiliation? And I think, Globetrotters will give you exactly all the things that you dream about from affiliation, mm-hmm. except there's no payment for it. Right, right, right. And there's there's no guarantee of promotion. You know, but it's always a fun thought, a thought experiment to think about like, would there be affiliations if there were no belt ranks? I don't think so because it does really exist in MMA. You know, and would you sign up for an affiliation and pay all that stuff and all that stuff yeah, if yeah. you would never get promoted? Probably not. I would say, but that's my just my theory. Anyway. So uh, more and more people wanted to compete for Globetrotters because they like, you know, because it's complicated or whatever. They had like some issues with that or, and I was like, sure, why don't, yeah, sure. Just kind of sign up or whatever you, you, we call it for Globetrotters as you're a member of affiliate academy, like any other affiliation, just, just know, I just don't have to show up for seminars twice a year or once a year, you know, and pretend like I know these the students and, and promote them. Um, 
And uh, so, so I was like, sure, compete for, and that kind of, that snowball started rolling and more and more people started competing for Globetrotters. And of course it has nothing to do with, with me. I mean, if someone wins and they sign up with Globetrotters, I, I have no credit in that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been doing this for, yeah, for seven, eight years or something. No problems whatsoever. Like uh, literally a thousand people do that. And and that is their affiliation. In a sense that there is there is a very real <laughs> like affiliation thing, like like any other affiliation. They just don't pay for it. That's that's probably it. And then eventually one day I just got an email from IBTF and said like, okay, uh, we heard that you don't have a proper relationship with the students, and uh, therefore you cannot do this anymore. So that was pretty much it. And um, and which it kind of sucks for everyone who's competing, but it is what it is. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. a private company; they can do whatever they want. Um, and uh, I've just been trying to talk to them about it a little bit, and they eventually replied that they would get back to me when things are a little bit normal after the pandemic. I guess they're they have enough to worry about. They just canceled the whole year, but yeah, I, it is what it is. You know, it was like I don't know. I, maybe they could have handled it better. Maybe I could have. Who knows? But it's really not so important in life right now. Yep. Yep. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So like I was saying, so let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, you, you told us about your story. You told us about uh, BJJ Globetrotters, but you know, this is the Ratchet Dojo and we look for Ratchet experiences with our guests. So you've traveled, you know, pretty much, uh, I would, uh, you know, assert that you've traveled a majority part of the world, a lot of, a lot of the world, you know, for me, it's like the Bronx is like, you know, pretty far away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, have, can you tell us like, do you have, do you, have you ever had like any like weird ratchet experience, you know, personally, like maybe it was, uh, I don't know, you were supposed to go to some sort of a hostel and then it just fell apart or something like that. I don't know. You have any stories like that? Uh, oh, first of all, I just had to Google ratchet, ratchet. definition because <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, English is not my first language. No, it's okay. It's like, <laughs> so it's that the Bank of Japan ratcheted up interest rates again. And not, it, it didn't help. <laughs> You're not the first person uh, to ask uh, what ratchet meant. It's kind of like it's a device. Okay, I, I know exactly what it is. Sorry. A okay. device consisting of a bar or wheel with a set of angle teeth in which a pole cock or tooth engaged, allowing motion in one direction only. I have one of those. Thank you for that I never clarification. I never had experiences with them when I traveled. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, anyway, uh, stories. Oh man. Well, you know, I, I you know, I wrote a book <laughs> full of stories like that, but it, I haven't opened it since. So I actually don't remember much of it. Um, I wrote a book about that round the world trip, the BJ club trip, and, and, uh, it's free. You know, you can download it for free as an ebook on bjjclubtrotters.com. Uh-huh. I, uh, I, I wrote that book and I actually have a copyright in front of me. It's the first copy I've seen in many years because it was more like therapy to write it. And that was in 2012. And it was one horrible kind of writing a book is terrible. It's so much work. You know, it's, it's horrible. And I closed it back then when it was, when it was finished and I never opened it since. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of stories about that. I recommend it. It's, it's free now on bjglobetrotters.com. You can download it for like mm-hmm. Kindle or whatever. Or it's also on Amazon. I can't do it free on paperback because Amazon wants money but it's like the lowest price possible. But if you want like a lot of ratchet stories, that's probably <laughs> the best one. I will eventually read it. You know, people ask me all the time if I'm going to do an audiobook, but I, I don't think, you know, 
I don't know. I couldn't listen to someone else's voices even, and I don't want to read it myself. I think maybe it'll be too difficult for me to read it. But anyway, righteous stories about traveling. I don't know. Oh man, there must be so many. But I mean, what the? Uh, I don't know. You have to give me some. Give me some cures. How about those strongmen? Did you see anything uh, interesting? What they did, like throwing a, you know, uh, oh, the Iceland camp. They all they they all broke their biceps. <laughs> 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 Literally, no they way. All, like sprain your biceps and shoulders <laughs> from throwing people. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, this is a classic. You know, if you have like bodybuilders starting to, to do jiu-jitsu, all their muscles break, right? Yeah, because they don't have showcase the, muscles, the stability and stuff. Um, yeah, but otherwise, there was, it was just I don't know. That was pretty cool. It was pretty fun. You know, we we had originally. It's a good example of how we just kind of. <clears throat> the camps are just kind of us coming up with really stupid shit and trying to pull it off. And, um, and, and we, we just had like one of the workshops at the Iceland camp was, was, um, was Icelandic Glima. So one of my friends there, he's like the, the national instructor or something, national coach. And, uh, he was going to do a workshop in that. And then the day before that, that workshop, we just walked outside the gym. This like, this is, this is the biggest MMA gym in the world in Reykjavik in Iceland. And just outside, just around the corner, we just out to get some fresh air. There's like this, it's like, God damn, it's like a Viking temple. I don't know what they built. You know, it's like, it looks like a, it's just kind of carved out in the mountain. It's not like a temple. temple. It's just like a big round kind of, you know, you can sacrifice someone there for sure. Like easy, like a white belt or something. <laughs> I was just going to say and, that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we see that it's like, damn, we got to do something out here, like host a party or something. And, the, and they're like, hey, we got that that Gleamer workshop tomorrow. Maybe we should do a competition out here. It's like, yeah, it's for sure. And we make some phone calls and people start running around. And we got, always got a lot of people like at the camps, like just, they're just there if we come up with, with silly ideas and let's do that. And then and then we, we pull some maps out there and, um, and the next day and said, let's make a competition. It's like, hey, we got to do Icelanders versus tourists. And, uh, and some guy's like, I'm going to call my friends. They're the strongman competitive. The third, the third strongest man in the world is coming. <laughs> like, God, this turned into a thing. We got these little, these fire pits and people were sitting around. The, are you in front of a computer now or something? No, I'm not. Okay. 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 Well, anyway, you can go, you can go look at the bjglobetrust.com slash, slash Iceland camp 2020. Okay. Um, there's some, there's some video from this and some pictures. It's pretty epic. And people are sitting around the, like this kind of, this kind of, I don't know what to, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a big carved out like area, like arena, like a, imagine like a Viking arena for right, duels. Right, right. And, and there's like 250 people sitting around there. And then we have mats in the middle and then we got the Vikings on one side and the tourists on the other side. And, uh, and then, then one at a time from each team has to wrestle in this strange wrestling style where you wear like a leather belt around your balls and uh, you, you can only stand upright and throw in really strange ways. Um, and then we got this enormous Bluetooth speaker, the biggest I've ever seen in my life. And I was so excited. And then it's like, we got to get some music going on. And I'm like, holy fuck, this is the Kumite. <laughs> and since I was a child, I always wanted to fight in the Kumite because I watched Bloodsport so many times. And I, I just turned on the... You know, you remember that song? If you must have watched it. Uh, yeah, Sport. Uh, that's how we all Kumite. ended up in jujitsu. Kumite. Yeah, Kumite. And then fucking two hundred and fifty people just started chanting Kumite, Kumite. <laughs> and I just get like goosebumps nonstop for an hour because it's the fucking Kumite. <laughs> we just 
We just created the fucking the real Kumite. And uh like everyone was cheering and it was really fun. That was that's an amazing experience. Like one of the great one of the coolest experiences of the camps for sure. Like top three most uh goosebump inducing uh, experiences I ever did. That was so fun. We did it again the, the the year after and then we're gonna go fight the Vikings again in, in one month or so. <laughs> Yeah, people are welcome to come and join. Oh, that's amazing. That's quite amazing. Yeah, it's pretty fun. There's some really fun pictures about, from that thing. Yeah, so that's 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 very sane for the camps. Like, we just do, like, weird things like that. There was uh, a couple who met at the camp one year, and then they were engaged, like, 10 months later or 11 months later or something. And then I just joked uh, on Facebook, said, hey, I could become a minister and marry you at the camp. And they were like, all right, let's do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so, so I am now registered minister in the, in the U S because, the, <laughs> because freedom, you know, um, that's where you can do it. And uh, we set up like a full scale wedding at the camp with, um, 250 people, open mat, uh, champagne, music and cake. And yeah, we do a lot of fun things. Oh, that's Sometimes we, we have a free beer at the final open mat. That's pretty fun. The only jujitsu experiences I've ever had was, you know, or traveling experiences were, you know, going out to the West Coast, competing, and then losing, getting your ass kicked in the first round, and then you have to go uh, to In-N-Out Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> but first, you must sit 10 hours in a sports hall that smell like piss and sweat. And drop like $1,500 for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's amazing. No, I really like competing. I, com- I competed quite a lot. I mean, in, in my in my time, there's not that many competitions, but I did as much as I could. Mm-hmm. But at, at this point in life, it's really difficult for me yeah. to, to find time for, for any recreational traveling. And so I think it's also just more fun. The camps are great. You know, I get yeah. to roll with hundreds of people. And usually we have like, at some of the camps, like 30, 40 black belts, easy. And, you know, it's just pretty good, pretty good sparring. That's awesome. That's awesome. Man, that sounds like the dream. <laughs> So uh, for those of you interested, please go to bjjglobetrotters.com or go under Instagram, bjjglobetrotters, correct? Right. That's it. Um, Do you have any uh, last words or advice for our listeners? Um, Well, I have a a kind of a date tonight because, you know, since we couldn't train jujitsu, we had to figure out something else to do. And uh, a bunch of the guys from jujitsu, we're kind of average age, like 40 we started playing Fortnite together. So uh, we have the same but Fortnite is this game and you can play on your phone. It's super fun. Uh, I recommend that. That is my advice for everyone who cannot train jiu-jitsu right now. Create a Fortnite team. You need four guys and then you you, you, um, you look me up. Yeah. You shoot me a message and the same but Fortnite uh, dads will kick your ass. We fight. We compete against 10-year-old kids like <laughs> twice a week in the evenings and then we kick your ass in Fortnite. It's been super fun. It's good to keep some social stuff going when you can't train. Yeah, yeah. That's my um, that's my black belt advice for for you out there in the middle of the pandemic. Awesome, uh, Christian. Thank you so much. Uh, it's definitely a refreshing uh, podcast uh, mm-hmm. or episode, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm definitely going to register Ratchet Dojo to the BJJ Globe Trotters affiliation. Right. Maybe you're going to probably get some travelers. If you're in New York, you're definitely going to get some people messaging you to. Uh, we got this this Facebook group, uh, members of BJJ Club Trotters. I okay. think it's like close to 20,000. 20, Let me see. Okay, stop rubbing it in. Stop rubbing it in. I have, four, I have 14. 20, 14. Yeah, but you just, uh, I just upped you to, I just upped you to 15, right? So don't complain. <laughs> we got like 
Well, anyone, thousand people there. It's, it's obviously a little bit quiet now, but there's a ton of people like asking for advice on where to go and traveling, and they kind of meet up in that group. It's it's we keep it completely free for spam and advertisement and the uh, and memes and instructional videos and all that stuff. And it's just about traveling and jujitsu and. Um, yeah, a lot of, and then we of course have the the world map of all the affiliated academies, so to say. So very often when people are going somewhere, they will look there and try to find a place to to drop in for for a role or something. So obviously, normally, uh, quite many people travel to New York, but maybe not right now. All right, my man. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, so. Oh, so for those of you, uh, this has been Rhoda's show from Ratchet Dojo. And remember, you guys, everyone can get a little ratchet. Until next time. You, you, mean, you mean one of those tools? There, I'm still confused. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>